0: Trust in God and God will make your path straight and in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. Good morning. As we, As I've kind of been with the parish now for a little while and we've walked the journey for a number of weeks, I kind of reflect on some of the readings that we've had. And it, I think God has a sense of humour because the readings that we have been looking at are almost a plan on how to refresh, renew and reframe a parish, how to look at where we are and how to move forward. We've had the readings on loving each other, loving each other without thinking about what we're going to get out of it, but just that it's the right thing to do. Being with each other, serving each other, serving the community around us. And here today we have another reading that challenges us to reach into our time and moment as a parish. As a parish we are discerning a way forward and in many ways we are like the disciples that Jesus is talking to today, being sent out by Jesus to prepare a way for others, to release the glory of God into our local community. And yet everyone, I think, would have seen some of the statistics from the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, sharing information on how being part of a religious institution is dropping and private non-denominational spirituality is rising. The reports I listened to on the media seem to imply that people are abandoning the church and moving away from the church, Yet when I look at the data itself, what I'm finding is people are moving away from the corporate structure of the church to find a private spirituality where God is almost the genie in a bottle that serves them and their desires rather than seeking a path forward to be part of God's plan and purpose. And one thing though that I do agree with in the media as I look at the information, is that this isn't something that's happened yesterday or in the last year or in the last two years. It's a process that's been going on for the last 50 years, from the late 60s, I should say the 1960s, to the 1970s. And so for the last 50 years, we have been moving slowly from a critical mass of people that pray for God's will in their life and look for God's purpose in their life, to a community that is seeking to say to God, this is what I will and this is what I want you to do for me. In some ways we've shifted that emphasis of what God is in our life. And so to to be in a church and to be moving out into the community is like being a sheep going amongst the wolves, sharing the idea that God comes first, We are part of God's plan and we need to know God's purpose in our life rather than the other other way around. And today's reading encourages us to make a way when when there seems to be no other way. It encourages us to bring hope, peace, stability and a future based on the gospel that we share. Jesus says he is sending them out like lambs into the midst of the wolves. And this message is not, le- not less relevant for us today as it was for the disciples then, as it was for the disciples 20, 100, 300 years ago. Because in each and every generation, the sheep are amongst the wolves in some way or another. So clearly, we are reading the living word of God and it continues to speak into our circumstances today. Whilst Jesus is sending out the lambs amongst the wolves, the message that Jesus gives is one of peace and opportunity. Those that are here and now are called like the disciples to proclaim the kingdom of God into their circumstances and to share that God is near and the Gospel has a message for you. We are to share this with all people everywhere. And it is an inclusive priority of Christ to share that God speaks to all people in all circumstances, in every space, place and time and invites all people to the table with the, where the saints feast with, him, with God forever. No one is to be left out of hearing the Gospel message. We are called to be with other people and the priority of any encounter with others is the person themselves, not the information to be shared. And we saw that last week when we had our great um, international lunch festival. We didn't share a lot about the gospel but we certainly got to know each other and and shared some and broke bread together and there were stories that I heard that I would not have heard if I wasn't there for that lunch. You're right, brother. and of course I did have the situation, We did have the Master Chef challenge, and uh, the vicar's dish was the best one. So I'll just, <laughs> I am going to take that and as a compliment. So thank you to all that enjoyed the goulash that I bought. Hospitality is central to Luke's gospel, <coughs> and today we read, "Eat what is set before you." As you go out and get to know people around you. As we read what Jesus wants us to do, we can also see an insight onto how we can do it. Today's gospel begins with After This. After This, the Lord appointed 70 others. I always like to know what the after this is because when we read the lectionary, sometimes we get a story, but the context might be lost. As I read, Luke to find out what the after this was, I concluded Luke chapter 9, verse 1 to 6, is the first bit of this passage where the mission of the 12 is to bring a, the, the gospel message to the nation of Israel. As I read that this week and focused on it, I had lots of promptings in my heart about how this could work for the faithful people of this parish. The biggest prompting I had is before we do all this we need to know who we are as a parish. We need to know our charism. We need to know what we stand for. We need to know how we help those that are poor, hungry, lost. We might want to share the gospel to other people but how do we do it authentically and as the people of St Matthews? Before we move out into the world, we need to be formed in the gospel. We need to have love for God in our hearts, minds and soul and strength, as we always say in the service right at the start. And then our neighbour, particularly the ones that we think hate us or the ones that cause us harm or grief or the ones that we just kind of shake our heads at and go, How, why are you doing this to me? They're the ones we need to love the most as God has loved us. Because I'm sure God was shaking his head many, many times during my life as he went, oh, Rob, Jesus, he went there again, seriously? <laughs> okay? We're all, we're all capable of loving each other despite our weaknesses and frailties. Many of the readings by God's grace are formative in nature. They tell us how Jesus wants us to be. And we need to distill and incorporate that into our parish life. So as we move to renew and refresh the parish, we need to clearly know who we are and what we do. And that is what this day, these 100 days of prayer are about. And that is what our parish conference will be about on August the 20th, Saturday, August the 20th. And there'll be a date and a time for that as well. Where we will sit down and we will all discern together what our charism is and there's going to be a number of different questions that you will have and if the more people that come the better we'll understand what we are as a parish so I'd invite you all to keep that day free so now we come to the reading today after this after we know who we are after we have decided what our charism is Jesus says we need to reach out into the world and bring the gospel to people Jesus tells us that as disciples travelling in the world, we are to travel lightly. Take little with you. Leave your phone in your pocket and pay attention to the people that are around you, the people on your path. Proclaim the kingdom of God and share the gospel with everyone that is around you in your thoughts, words, and deeds in any part of you. Ooze the gospel out of your system as well as living in an uncluttered way, we need to share the gospel in an uncluttered way. And I sat down and I thought, what does that mean? What does it mean to have an uncluttered gospel? And I think what, we, what that means is to take away the bits that we add to it. I'll give you an example. When I get to the core message of what the gospel says, it says, God created us to be with him. Our sins separated us from God. Sins cannot be removed by good deeds. Paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose for every single one of us. Everyone who trusts in Jesus alone has eternal life. And life with Jesus starts now and is forever and ever and ever. That's it. That is the essential message of the gospel. Now, I've heard people say to me at different times, well, we have lived in sin and we have been against God and this is the list of things that you need to be careful that you are not doing. All right? So, I don't do any of those things on the list. But yet I do it to show how good I am, not how God God has lived in my life. And that's, the, that's what Jesus has said to the Pharisees, Sadducees and scribes. It's a hypocritical thing to say there is some mythical list that we follow or don't follow that saves us from God. Because there's not. So that's cluttering the gospel with something that doesn't serve us. The gospel asks us to read the word of God and look at our own hearts. And change our hearts to be aligned with God, to bring the harmony of heaven into our own life before we can release the harmony of heaven into the world around us. And so I've said in many times and caused many arguments when I say this, of course, if you are reading the gospel to point the finger at someone else, you're actually reading it the wrong way. And so I would contend that when we are sharing the gospel message in an uncluttered way, what we are sharing is the essential message and our testimony of how that message changed our life. And even in a world where people might not respect the institution of the church or institutional or corporate worship, everyone that I know wants to be loved and wants to love. Every single person that I've ever known. So if we are saying if we are in a selfish mode out there if people are just making it about themselves and you are to go to God you are to go to them and say god loves you god stands by you and will be completely you will have a completely unbreakable relationship with god what a powerful message that is for someone who is relying on the love of people around them that is changeable that is breakable and that is not consistent at different times. Even as we go amongst the wolves, the message of God is powerful and strong. But it does mean that we need to go amongst the wolves, that having the church here is great and it's nice to be able to worship together, but unless we go out there and show people who we are and what we stand for, we will not have people worshipping with us in the long run. When we go out into the world, we need to be motivated by our deep knowledge and experience of love and grace. We too are offered a chance to renew ourselves, to receive forgiveness every time we minister to another person. Every single week I write these sermons and you think I'm writing it for you and yet as I sit there by the time I've finished, there is so much that I look at that I need to work on. Going out into the world, being confident, being strong in sharing the message with you guys faithfully each week. Sometimes it's scary because you wonder, well, who could I offend this week? But yeah, it's not about that. It's not about me thinking about the outcome. It's always about knowing that my name is written in heaven and I want your name to be written in there. I want you to be beside me. I'd love to see all the people here and St. Linus's and everywhere else that I've been a part of that community to, to be at the saints' table and praising God forever and ever and ever. So if I cause you offense and you go off and read the gospel again and find peace with God, is that, is that, a, is that a wrong thing to happen? I think that's a great thing to happen it is. And for myself, it's always a great thing that I keep renewing myself and challenging myself. In whatever backdrop we are reaching out to in any community, whether it be a group of worshippers or in a community that is an extension of where we are at, whether it be first century Jerusalem with soldiers occupying a country and killing those that are seen as agitators, or a time like ours where the self is more important than the many. And those people who know Star Trek might get that reference. People seek meaning, community and purpose as a a source for engaging with the world as willing participants. Every generation wants this. We talk a lot about our young people and what choices they will make and why they're making them and will they be safe. And it's too easy to get caught up in looking at other people's choices or other data and lamenting a new reality and delaying decisions that are vital if the glory of God is to be released. Every generation, however, has faced its own difficulties and had to make choices. There have been moments of uneasy peace and mistakes and failures. Restoration is an ongoing process and pattern for us as humans and for the church that we are part of. The text from Luke today is for all generations in their hardships, quandaries and injustices. The gospel reading reminds us that God's overarching pur- reminds us of God's overarching purpose and presence and reflecting on all that is said and actioned, I am reminded that all talk and description of the world is, by definition, partial. We cannot capture the, world, the whole of the world in one word or action. None of us is able to make a perfect decision that results in a perfect outcome. All our efforts to identify God's purpose and presence may fall short even after a hundred days of prayer. It is a truth for us in our human conditions, but it doesn't negate what the gospel means to us. Sometimes we project our certainty of belief onto the outcomes of our work. But faith orients us not so much for success, but it orients us to authenticity to be the real disciples of Christ in our hearts, minds, and souls. The disciples in the gospel, in in the gospel reading today, return with joy because they have what they've been doing is successful. They're looking at the outcome of what's happening, and maybe you're looking at your outcome here and thinking that we're not being successful, or well, we are. I don't know where your mindset is. But that is not the focus of of life when God is at work. Ours is a joy grounded in faith, looking to live our life here on earth in harmony with heaven. Let's use that joy, knowing that our names are written in he- in heaven and then move into the world around us in our thoughts, words and actions in a way that preserves our spirits and the spirit of each person that we come across. The Lord be with you.